Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam. Muggsy is with me. Muggsy, how are you? What's up, my brother? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Cheers to you. Cheers it's, uh, to you. It's a wonderful day in Charlotte right now. Um, hey. I was able to set up my vaccine appointment. I'm very excited okay. about that. Um, at the Bojangles Coliseum, of all places, okay. here for that. <laughs> Very excited about it, but how are things on your end? It's going great. I mean, I've been already vaccinated, so, you know, me and my family over here was fortunate to get out, and I'm doing great. We had celebrated my son's 30th birthday over the weekend, and him and his lovely wife and his friends got a chance to spend more time with them and, and watch some great basketball as well. So I'm excited to get going, my brother. Yeah, you know, it's um, we're coming off the heels of the NBA trade deadline. Um, obviously, if you missed it last week, we had uh, Rod Boone, NBA writer, covers the Hornets closely um, on the podcast. So go check that out. We recorded the night of the trade deadline. So that was a lot of fun to talk about um, all things NBA trade deadline and Hornets specific. But um, it's that time of year where guys who were kind of earmarked to be traded and weren't traded are bought out and hit the open market. We've seen Andre Drummond uh, go to the Lakers, LaMarcus Aldridge go to the Nets. Um, Nets already grabbed uh, Blake Griffin uh, early on. Um, DeMarcus Cousins was cut a while ago, so he's still looking for a team. But uh, a lot of people are kind of like asking the question, should this buyout play be changed? Because we're seeing these really good teams get really good players for nothing, essentially. Uh, reduced contracts. They're not giving anything up in the trade per se. Um, Muggsy, what are you, what are you, what's your thoughts on those on that that conversation and this kind of tactic for these teams to fortify the roster as like a as a leveraging tool? Well, first and foremost, it's a lead issue. You know that's what the rules allow. So until the CBA gets together and make some kind of uh, rules that allow this, it's going to continue to happen. I mean, guys are just looking out for themselves. I guess team as well looking out for themselves, trying to get the best team out there, the best product in, in terms of in, on uh, roster-wise, I should say. Um, so they're just taking advantage. But look, just to talk about the markets of and Blake Griffins, per se, or, or, or Drummond, mm-hmm. you know, but I stay, just stay with uh, the Brooklyn for a second with the markets and, and Blake. You know, those guys are, was more or less looked upon as franchise players once upon a time, you know, but now, I guess, over the years and where they feel that their career is and where that we has gone and they knew they couldn't carry a franchise and you know whatever may be in terms of how they got out of it you know they trying to find a way to as they say chase a ring or buy a ring you know so i'm fucking for whatever taking advantage of the rules and drumming situation as well you know maybe i think he's looking for a long-term situation with whoever organization that he signed with but uh, oh well look he already signed with the lakers mm-hmm. so who knows what they're going to do you know, going forward. But, you know, again, teams are loading up and putting themselves in a situation to make this late run. Allow me a second to thank one of our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness is upon us. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I, I can't blame Drummond for going to Los Angeles. I was going to the Lakers. Like I would probably do the same thing if I was him. Twitter, Hornets Twitter, Hornets fans on Twitter. A lot of it's a lot of fun uh, trying to recruit Andre Drummond. I was just going in and just liking and retweeting a bunch. That one guy offered to pay uh, anytime Andre Drummond wanted Outback Steakhouse. This guy was offering to pay for his meals just <laughs> just to kind of entice him to come to Charlotte. But it didn't work. It's okay. We move. Um, Speaking of the Hornets, though, uh, one kind of report post-deadline about one deal the Hornets were considering, or at least in talks with, uh, with mm-hmm. the Indiana Pacers and Miles Turner. Uh, that p- like proposed trade package, reportedly, according to Swarm and Sting and Bleacher Report, uh, was a trade package including P.J. Washington and Cody Zeller uh, and his expiring contract going to the Pacers for Miles Turner. Um, that would be that would have been a, a really like core shifting move to trade one of the um, best young players on the team in PJ uh, for a guy like Miles Turner. Um, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad they didn't do it because uh, I'm very happy with PJ being part of the team. But wh- what are your thoughts on the Hornets? We were a week, we're a week removed from the deadline now, uh, mm-hmm. give or take. Uh, are you happy the Hornets kind of stood, stood firm? You know, we added Brad, Brad Wanamaker, but as far as, leveraging any any youth on the team for another position or another player. Are you pretty happy with how kind of things shook out? Well, I'm quite sure Mitch Kupchak understood what the value was in terms of giving up a guy like a P.J. Washington, yeah. who was playing extremely well, who's very young, who fits the core with Lamelo as well as Miles, and you throw Malik Mugler as well. Um, they kind of, that's core kind of fit well together. And to give up on it so early, uh, when they playing well and bringing in a guy like Miles Turner, you know, a little discredit to Miles, he don't bring what PJ brings, you know, in terms of the offensive side of it. Uh, maybe he's a better shot blocker, a uh, better rebounder, who knows? But PJ brings versatility. Uh, he stretches the floor, and Miles are capable as well. But on a consistent basis, you know, PJ stretches the floor. He runs the lane well. He fits that narrative and change. You can place him in a four or five. Um, so it also depends on what else you bring in to add on to those pieces. It may be another center to fit in to take PJ off of being that five edition to where, you know, he's got to battle with the big guys on a nightly basis. But having that ability to have that versatility is always huge to be having on your roster. Um, so I'm grateful. Uh, but, you know, Groom is always going to be out there and just hopefully that the guys can stay professional and understand your name will come up in conversation like that. Just be grateful that somebody else out there want you and look at it in that way uh, as opposed to getting soft about your name being in the track. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy the front office is considering things like not being satisfied with how things are, kind of looking for an opportunity to improve. But I'm really happy they didn't take that final step and actually send the deal in. Because uh, another rumor was Malik Monk going to the Clippers or, or sorry, the Lakers or the Kings in return for Montrez Harrell. Or Sean Holmes. Uh, Holmes is a free agent at the end of the year, so I would have hated losing Malik Monk for a rental. And Harold is a guy who I really like his energy, but I don't know if he really solves anything on the defensive end. Plus, uh, he's only on, he's under contract for 
this season and next season. So it's like, why give up a guy like Malik Monk, who has been absolutely like crucial to this team? So I'm very happy they didn't do that. And uh, Malik Monk is still a Charlotte Hornet. Now the key is, please pay Malik. Keep him here, please. For me, at least. Like, do me a favor and keep Malik here. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really up for them guys to think about that because I really do like Malik. I think he's starting to come into his own. Um, his scoring is really is very noticeable in terms of the way he's capable of scoring. So to lose something like that, you know, having him come off the bench and he could be that guy, you know, to continue to spark the team, continue to add value to the team, scoring punch. I mean, that'd be huge to lose, especially when you're going in the right direction. I mean, all the things are still looking up for you. Um, even though, you know, Melo is, you know, is out, he will be evaluated probably the next three, four weeks. Um, but still having that core together, letting that thing grow, um, is something I hope that they continue. Yeah. And we'll talk about the Suns game in a later in the show, but. We, there was no Malik. Malik was out with right foot soreness, uh, right, right foot soreness. Um, you know, he, so not having him on the – we saw his value by not having him on the court is kind of what I'm getting at there. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, he's list, as we're recording, the injury report just came out for the Wizards game. Uh, we're recording this Tuesday evening before the game, and uh, Malik is listed as probable. So that's, a, that's an important piece to the puzzle that will be uh, involved in this, uh, this matchup against the Wizards. But – I want to give some love to Terry Rozier. He was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And, uh, man, uh, Muggsy, talk about how Terry, like, Terry's been crushing it. I've been loving his um, his ability to, when a bigger defender is on him, like when he's matched up against the center on the perimeter, he is taking it to him, creating space and shooting it perfectly right over <laughs> the top of him. I'm loving that from Rozier. Talk about it. How, how sick has Terry been this year? Uh, but, but that's T. Roger. That's T. That's him. That's the ability. He's been doing that since Louisville. I mean, he's really allowed. He's coming to it now. I mean, having the opportunity to now see that NBA and what it's all about, uh, what he's capable of doing, uh, having a nut, you know, coming here first, you know, being with this camera situation, you know, having to fill them shoes in that situation. You know, he's just, he just fitting into, he just coming to his own. He really enjoys playing with the guys, you can tell. You know, and it's very deserving in terms of being the player of the week um, because that's what he brings to this team night in and night out, scoring opportunities, putting them on the shoulders, knowing that we have an opportunity to win each and every game. We're going to be in each and every game. We're not going to quit uh, regardless of what the score is. And, uh, and having that type of confidence and having that type of player on your team, it just brings all that, you know, energy, you know, uh, amongst the, the group. And that's what you see out there when those guys are playing. You can see how much they're enjoying themselves. You know, they're on a the bench, they're clapping, cheering for one another, mellow, and even he's in street clothes out there having fun with those yep. guys. And, you know, they lost a tough one, you know, which we talked about in, you know, coming up here shortly about the Phoenix. But for T. Rogier to be awarded this, uh, um, the play of the week, I mean, it, it is such a, a great uh, accomplishment for him, his family, and the organization. Yeah, like the narrative, you know, the national narrative about the Hornets franchise has been LaMelo-centric. So it's great to see another Hornets player get some shine, get some recognition yeah. for the contribution, which is uh, really great. Super Bowl deserves. So congrats, Terry. I'm proud of you. Keep up with the Terry time. Him in the fourth quarter has been magic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, it makes me very happy I bought his jersey earlier in the year. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Number three. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, 
the Hornets are coming off two big games. Uh, I want we're talking. I want to talk about the Heat game first. Um, it was a really good test. You know, so it was the day after the deadline, I believe, that Friday, mm-hmm. um, and basically it was a great test for the for the for the Hornets. Uh, just off the off the heels of it, you know, uh, they're back home, um, and uh, Malik Monk just went. Absolutely insane off the bench. 32 points off the bench. Rozier, 26 points, 11 assists. Just an absolute, absolute like showcase of what this team is capable of against a Heat team that we kind of caught on a good time, if we're being completely honest with you, because they just traded for Belisa and Oladipo, who weren't available for the game. But Jimmy Butler was just Jimmy Butler for the most part as well. Bam Adebayo, very much involved. Duncan Robinson, very much involved. And the one of the biggest thing for me though is a, is a guy on the on the Heat called Max Struess, who <laughs> I believe is a was an undrafted guy. Um, no disrespect to him whatsoever, but he scored 19 points on the Hornets earlier in the season, just bombing threes. You know, he got he got thrust into the rotation because Duncan Robinson picked up some early fouls, got in foul trouble. So the Struess guy, who I've never heard of, came in and started bombing threes. So in the return game, uh, four points. So like. The small, the small wins here and there, I think, really, really, really shaping things up for the team and making those little adjustments to make the perimeter less of a less of an easy uh, bucket against uh, or for for our opponents. But what what are your thoughts on the on the um, Hornets' performance against the Heat? Well, you know, the Hornets always play well against the Heat for some odd reason, um, but. In this case, you know, they was up for this game. You know, Devont, you know, Devontae Graham continued to show that, you know, he's just starting. He can carry the team while Melo's out. And with Malik coming off, you know, doing what he does, you know, bringing that energy, uh, the scoring up to the creating his own shot, you know, just getting everybody involved in it, as you mentioned, Thibaut uh, uh throwing in 26. And the rest of the crew. You know, the rest of the crew, I mean, that's what they needed to do because they got the album, bro. They know they're still um, right there in fourth spot right now. But at the same time, two games removed to be in ninth place, you know, in, in terms of loss uh, column. And that's how close it is. And they understand that. So um, being able to win these games, especially at home, is going to be very crucial going forward. Here's something you may not know about me. I don't relax well. You know, things in life can get crazy. It can be hard to shut the brain off and chill. I tend to overthink. I get easily stressed out. It's not great. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. They become a must-have in the daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress relieving business, not the stress causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your discount. That's promo code BELIEVE for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. Big, though, the big game uh, was Sunday afternoon. Very rare, and I kind of like it, I'm not going to lie. The afternoon games are kind of nice, um, <laughs> against the Suns. Um, this game was, you know what, let me, before we get into the game itself, I want to talk about okay. baseball. 
Um, I, it's great that, you know, we got to see him play, uh, that he's still performing at a high level. I think he has some strong MVP uh, consideration this year as well. Was he 30, he's 35? He'll be 36 mm-hmm. in May, you know, and he's still looking like Chris Paul, um, a guy you know very well. Uh, might not, the floor is yours. Like, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul and uh, the season he's having? Uh, CP is having, a, as you said, like an MVP season, especially for the Phoenix Sun. He's brought so much stability, accountability to the organization. He created, a, you know, him as well as uh, credit to the coach of Monty Williams, understood what CP would bring once he's on that type of team with surrounded with young talent, a star and, and Devin Booker in his own rights, and a young big fella in Hunter. So he knew what CP was going to kick, was going to bring to the table and getting them guys to elevate their game to where it is today. I'm looking, they probably were there in the second in the Western Conference, maybe. Um, um, check, yeah. Uh, yeah, second. I mean, second. That's how, that's how well he got that organization and got them guys playing. And so he's that general. He's always been that leader. I mean, ever since high school, the college, and then transcended to the NBA, he never led up that type of uh, leadership. Uh, and his game always wanted that. And that's one of the reasons he's will be a Hall of Famer once he said, once he, uh, finished playing. And, um, and, you know, that's what I always admired about him. Uh, he always had a, a, a ear in terms of understanding who to listen to and who to, you know, and, and who to block out. You know, he's very, uh, strong will. And I just, it's just a treat to see him continue. To be, uh, you know, continue to play at a high level. Yeah, I, you know, obviously would like to see the Hornets go on a playoff run, but if a team mm-hmm. other than the Hornets has to win the title, I wouldn't mind seeing the Suns win and seeing uh, Chris Paul lift that trophy. He's he's one of the one of the good guys in the league. You know, does so many things for the players and his team, like his the players as a whole, and then um, his teammates especially. So yeah, um, it's great that the Suns are doing so well. Really great because obviously. Chris Paul was in a really tough situation with the Thunder, and then they overachieved last year. So we shouldn't be surprised he's doing it with the Suns, who are a much better squad this year. So, like, it, it's really cool. You know, like one of the great stories in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean, again, that's what he brings to your organization. You know, stability, leadership, and uh, he's an on-the-court, off-the-court type of leader. And these guys follow, you know, are willing to follow him. That's one of the reasons why they're in the situation they are today. So I had no doubt that it was going to be that once he uh, decided to join that organization. And uh, it, was, it was it was kind of fun to watch him trash talk to uh, the Hornets players. <laughs> not going to lie. It, between the foul shots, when there's opportunities to really like bark at dudes, he was, he was very vocal. And when there's only 5,000 people in the building, you can hear it. You can hear it through your TV. <laughs> well, he's always been that way. Talking to the refs, talking to the players, talking to everybody. You know, he's a student of the game. He understands it in terms of how – to try to get that next edge on his opponent. And, you know, you saw it all the way at the end, how he was able to do the law, get fouled, and go to the free throw line and seal it. And, um, you know, and, and let the young fellas know, you know, this is something that I do, you know, in terms of how I know how to, you know, get over on my, my opponent to where I can get that foul, to where I understand where we are in this game situation, where we can kind of close it out. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was PJ maybe who tried to try to put a move on Chris Paul. He's like, I've been Chris Paul's like, I've, I've been doing this too long. That's not going to work on me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Joe had his hand out, had his arm up there. Hey, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs>
So uh, that game was, uh, well, when it went to overtime. It was really interesting. So super Rush. close through the first half, like neck and neck. I think it was tied after two quarters. And then the Suns being the Suns, a you know, very good team. They pulled away in the third quarter. The Hornets, though, um, they fought back. They fought back in a big way. Yeah. Um, and Devante hit a three-pointer to for- force overtime. Um, now, before over the final, like, buzzer of the fourth quarter some controversial call about uh goaltending um borrego thought there was goaltending from aiden uh that would have potentially ended the game if that went in probably would have ended the game <laughs> just not enough time left for the suns to respond but is what it is the nba said it wasn't a goaltend so you, we move went to the extra period and the suns you know they they took it they took it away from there um going 11 and 7 in the overtime period uh, to, to, to uh, really solidify the uh, the victory for them, ending the Hornets' winning streak, unfortunately. But um, in that game, we saw the newest Hornet, Brad Watermaker, make his debut. Uh, four minutes played, um, very, very small sample size. But do you have any uh, takeaways uh, from Watermaker's first appearance there? Well, you know, Watermaker, he's that guy that comes in and, and, and gives you service. You know, he's a... A, a workable pilot, a workable type of player on both ends of the floor. Um, he's a guard that attacks the basket, give you, you know, defensive presence, defensive, you know, your scheme. Uh, he's a type of player that he, when he's on the floor, he ain't going to hurt you. You know, anything he's going to do is going to up the, the team. And it's good to bring him in, especially with Melo's situation, um, because, you know, putting a lot of pressure on Malik and, and just, uh, T. Rogier and Devontae, you know, that could be challenging. So having someone like an experienced player like Watermaker could be very helpful. I was really eager to see him play because yeah. we knew Monk was going to be out for that game. So, like, it's really strong possibility he'd play there. And, uh, you know, he was, a, he was on the pregame show being interviewed. So, like, all right, he has his jersey number. Like, he's ready to go. So, <laughs> it's just a matter of his, his, uh, his name being called. And, yeah, he came in <laughs> and uh, got, got a little action in. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I know – I still see it from people about, like, why did you get another point guard? Well, when Malik's hurt, this is why. We need more guards. This is why they traded for him with LaMelo out. But um, the overtime loss stings a little bit um, just because it's that emotional roller coaster. I was on mm-hmm. live stream. My, I was, my hand was shaking. I was so, like, hyped <laughs> up about how things were going. Uh, Miles Bridges was dunking on everybody. It was a was he had some highlight reels. Oh man, it was mad. It was, it was, it was, it's one of those things. Where, like I wish that game was on national TV because I think a lot of people would really enjoy yeah. that. Really enjoyed that. But mm-hmm. uh, do you have any other takeaways from uh, that that Suns matchup uh, before we move on? Well, just 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 uh, the the way you competed. You know, you don't hang your head down. I mean, Phoenix is a really tough team. They're a really good team, but that's why they're the second. Best team out there, you know, and in the Western, you know how deep it is out there. So yeah. them seeing teams on the nightly basis and here it is coming to the East and giving us, you know, that type of challenge. You know, we, we knew that we was going to have to get that best. And um, here we was under man, um, but the guys still went in there and fought. He had some guys that had big games. Dante had 30, and even though he missed the, you know, that shot. Possibly, you know, who knows? It probably was a foul. I don't know. But, um, Move on to the next one. You know, you know your situation. You're still in the fourth place in the standing. Mm-hmm. And um, you take one game at a time and, you know, you don't look backwards. A big thank you to eBay once again for sponsoring the podcast, whether rare dead stock or the latest release. 
Find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and up, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection yeah and uh oh one other thing because people are talking about it and i want to give pj washington some love here he played they're they're calling out he played 44 minutes and and had zero points he was defending deandre ayton all game like that pj put in a shift defensively Uh, he put he pulled down 12 rebounds and got two blocks and two steals like if what don't like I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'm off here, but no, you gotta. I, I think PJ deserves a lot of credit for the. <coughs> don't focus on the no, zero points thing with that performance, and don't no uh, no need to to hate on on PJ for that. Coach, I understand what PJ brings to the table. It was more than just scoring. Uh, that's that's why they was in the game still. You know, not because he wasn't putting the ball in the basketball that night. Yeah. So, uh, for the folks listening to this. This game have already happened, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But the Hornets take on the Wizards Tuesday night in D.C. Um, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, is coming off mm. an insane game. Mm. Uh, 35 points, 21 assists, 14 rebounds against the Pacers and a win. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what happened. You guys know listening <laughs> to this knows what happened. Hopefully that doesn't happen again tonight. But uh, what do you make of that performance from 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 uh, Russell Westbrook? Man, that's rough. That's what he does. That's what he brings to the table. You know, no matter who he's playing against, no matter what the situation is in terms of record-wise, you know, he has that motor. I mean, he's going to come at you with full force. Um, just got to be ready for it, be ready um, to prepare for it. And, you know, with Bradley Bell alongside of him, you know, it's surprising that their record is what it is. Um you know, not as better than what it is, but uh, those two guys are stars, all stars. So, you know, hopefully we can put a team effort together where we can slow those guys down to some, to some, uh, in, in some, uh, I guess, uh, in some way, where they're not going off crazy and they're getting everybody else involved. So we can, you know, go out there and play Hornets basketball. We should be fine. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh... It's a game I would love to see the Hornets win because after that, they got the Nets uh, with no Kevin Durant, but they're still the Nets, a very impressive team. National TV game on TNT. And uh, so it's, it's another reason why um, the, the Melo's injury kind of stings a little bit because I know I'm sure the TNT folks were, would really like to see LaMelo play <laughs> in that game. And it'll be really yeah. cool to watch uh, Chuck and, and Ernie and EJ and Shaq talk about Lamella, what they've seen from him. But the positive side is uh, there's still a lot of good players that can get a lot of good attention uh, that evening from Hayward to Rozier, PJ, Miles, Devontae. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I don't expect to beat them again, but I expect a competitive, a competitive game for all four quarters. 
Oh, they're gonna be they're gonna be really ticked off, I should say, you know, knowing that the Hornets beat them and they're not gonna care if Melo there or not. You know, it's about where they are, what they're trying to accomplish. And I think I don't know who's gonna be on the floor in terms of Blake Rest and Mark Lodge, mm-hmm. you know, in the fold. Uh, but they got Kyrie back. And, you know, James Harden, the way he's playing, it is un unreal. You know, it's really unreal the type of basketball this guy's displaying on a nightly basis. Um, you know, if he's not considered one of the MVPs and not in discussion of it, then I don't know what MVPs what an MVP is, you know, regardless of the trade from Houston to Brooklyn. But it's ridiculous the numbers that he's putting up. And they're winning, you know, and that's yeah. the that's the main thing about it. Yeah, they have a real tr- real shot to uh to take the one seed with him beat out. Like they're really closing closing the gap there between yeah. them and the Sixers. Um, Did they tied right now? Uh yeah. Uh they're tied with wins. Uh the Nets mm-hmm. have one more loss, so they're just behind them uh, percentage wise. But uh the game after that, the narrative continues on Sunday. Um Hornets versus the Celtics in Boston. <laughs> uh that's a game yes. that has some a lot of a lot of things going for it. Um, yeah. As far as the standings go, and then of course Kemba, and really there's the flip side of it: Terry back in Boston, Hayward back in Boston, and now Wanamaker back in Boston. We have a mad Celtics on the team. <laughs> yes, yes. We got all the players that they didn't want no more. So yeah, <laughs> we so, uh, you know, so we look for I'm quite sure the guys look for. We always look forward to going back playing against your old team. You know, that's something that you might not say uh, verbally, but subconsciously, that's that's just the nature of the game, the nature of a human being, I should say. Um, so I'm quite sure that these guys are going to be geared up and be ready and excited to go and see if they can get that one in Boston. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. The return match, I think, is on ESPN, I, like later on in the season when Kemba comes back to Charlotte. So uh, I think that's the last national TV game that's not an NBA uh, hmm. That's not an NBA TV game. Am I talking? Yeah. So yeah, the the Celtics game in April is on ESPN, and there's a couple NBA TV games the rest okay. of the way. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, Muggsy, that's that's everything on the list uh, on the docket, ah. so to speak. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we say goodbye to the people? Uh no, it was great. You know, I heard, understood. Chris Paul came in and, and you know gave me some really good kind of words. Uh, at the podium when he was coming down the shot. And uh, so I saw that and I had to return the favor and post it to tell him a little bit how much I appreciate him as well in terms of those kind of words. Because, you know, again, you know, saying the man at this stage in his career to doing what he's continued to do on and off the floor, I mean, it's amazing. And uh, it should be, you know, talked about a lot more. Yes, yes. And um, the sun's going a, f- a far run. I think this could be his year. This could be his year. Yeah. But um, who hey, knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? This has been a very yeah. weird year. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Still hoping Tell the Hornets keep us up in the playoffs, though. Still, fingers crossed. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Fingers, toes crossed too. Cross them up out there. We need all the Hornets need all the help they can get right now. But uh, hey, I appreciate your time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, you've listened to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.